I also do some some like proactive medicine and, and trying to get people to to work on their form, work on their technique, right, um, and build confidence in in the person. You are listening to Big Orange Business. I'm your host Haley Jones, and on this podcast, we are highlighting all things in the Big Orange, aka East Tennessee and the Knoxville area, from awesome businesses to cool people doing super great things in the Big Orange. Enjoy. All right, what is up? It's Haley Jones here, and I'm here with Taylor Camperd. And we are at Onward Knoxville, which is physical therapy, which we're going to get into it. But first of all, I want to I want to read Taylor's bio to you because it's pretty impressive, okay? This is straight, straight off the website, so if you need to read along, go to the website, Onward Knox, okay? So, Dr. Taylor Camperd is a physical therapist located in Knoxville, Tennessee. He received his doctor of physical therapy degree from the University of Tennessee Health Science Center in 2016. My mom also did the same, not in 2016. Anyways, he is the only PT in the state of Tennessee who is board certified in both orthopedics and sports physical therapy, which I think is so freaking cool. Um, he is currently an adjunct faculty member with South College Doctor Physical Therapy Program within the Mugo, no, Mu- Musculoskeletal Department. Oh, my gosh. I promise I can read, okay? Um, As an adjunct mentor, he served on the faculty with Upstream Rehabilitation Sports Residency Program from 2019 to 2021, working with um, the local minor league hockey team, Knoxville Ice Bears, and physical therapist with USA Weightlifting since 2017. (laughs) That's cool. Um, Are you afraid of the hockey players? Not really. Not at all. They're, They're more afraid of me than anything. Oh, yeah, because you're like, listen, I can get you right. Anyway, in 2021, he served on the medical team for the CrossFit semifinals competition in Knoxville. Um, He has a passion to provide education and unique solutions to his patients in a one-on-one setting. There's so many questions I have. Okay, let's just derail this for a second. So being a physical therapist for hockey players, um, are you like primarily working mobility or injury or like... I feel like hockey players are always injured. Maybe that's not correct. Yeah, so over those five years, I had a few different roles. Um, a lot of it was they would send me the players outside of uh, of the time when they're yeah. on ice. Uh, but then I would be covering the games as well. So we had an athletic trainer who would cover the stuff on the bench. But if, if an athlete was ever needed to get pulled, um, yeah. I would be back there with the physicians to make sure that we we get them back on the ice as quick as possible. Nice. Okay, that is cool. Um, okay, it's time for rapid fires, just so we can get to know you a little better. All right. Are you a Vol fan? I am. At, as of probably 2014, I became a Vol fan. So I'm originally from the West Coast. Yeah. Pac-10 Pac now, like, that guy. Came out here. Once I saw the passion that the Vol fan, fans have, I was like, I got to jump on board. This is this is my crew. It's contagious. It really is. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. So you mentioned being from the West. Where exactly are you from? Uh, San Diego originally, and then moved up to Southern Oregon, so Medford, Oregon as well. Oh, I'm going to have to find a map for that. Okay, I don't know where that is. Right on the Oregon-California border. Okay, cool. So you're like pretty into mountains, I would say. Mountain, outdoorsy, love the beach. Really, really a jack of all trades. I, I like being outside in general. I like being active. Okay, um, reading books or watching TV? TV. What are you watching right now? Um, oh, this is, I'm, I'm calling myself out here. Watching Lo- Love is Blind right now with my wife. <laughs> <laughs> I'm watching it too. Oh my gosh. There's so many things we could talk about. The drama. It is so dramatic. Anyways, uh, 
I want to talk about that. We're going to move on. Um, professional sports or college sports? Professional football, college, everything else. Who's your team? For football? Yeah. Miami Dolphins. What are your thoughts about Tua? Uh, I think he has a really positive upside. I feel like he's a, he's made of cardboard and really fragile, and, and I hope he makes it through this next season. I'm not going to say anything. Yeah. Um, Who's your favorite team? Well, my team is the Steelers. Okay. I married into it, okay? Yeah. Um, but, which is great. That's fine. But Tua, I'm like, why is he? I understand he's got, like, the heart of a lion, mm -hmm. the heart of a champion, and he wants to play, but it's like, dude. He's got the body of paper mache. <laughs> yeah, like, at what point are you like, you know what? I should not be on the field anymore. Right. And I feel like that point happened multiple times last season. And I truly wish him the best of success. Yeah, and see. he's firing on all cylinders. That offense is clicking, and, and it is it is tough to defend. But you know, I just I'm I'm really excited for what this upcoming season is. Like it it they've been making some really big moves, and and it's it's gonna be fun. Do you um follow your coach on TikTok? I do not, but I've seen some videos, and he's hilarious. Yeah. Yes. He, <laughs> okay. You. Oh my gosh. Uh, you have everything he says. You're like this guy. Anyways, yeah. Okay. Uh, coffee or tea? Coffee. Hey, uh, chocolate or vanilla? Ooh, I would go chocolate. Boom. Yes. Okay. Working out or hanging out? Working out. Working out is my hanging out. Okay, I knew you were gonna say. Yes. I mean, look, look, look what's behind us. Like this. This is my environment here. Like this is this. Is, exactly. Mm. Okay. Um, football or basketball? I think we know the answer. That's uh, a lot. Okay. Mountains or beach? Ooh, tough question. I'm going to say beach. Which beach? La Jolla Shores, just outside of San Diego. If you had said Myrtle Beach. No. No. <laughs> no. As a person from California, I was going to be like, now hold on here. <laughs> if it was me, it would be like like somewhere in the Tampa, St. Pete area. I like I like the golfy, uh, golf beaches as well, but, yeah. but there's really nothing like a San Diego beach. I know. Never been. Anyways, um, I've I've been to California. I've not been to San Diego though. Anyways, okay, Peyton or Dolly? Peyton. You're the first person. It's the sports. It's it's the athlete, isn't he? <laughs> I I re I respect that. Okay, so let's move on. Although I really really want to talk about Lois Fine, but we're not going to do that. Okay, <laughs> so tell us about onward. Tell us about like if you go to the website, it says what's the ex the exact quote is like. Um, physical therapy reimagined. Yes. So tell us about that. You know, what do you do? Yeah. How are you different? How is it reimagined? So the traditional setup of, of PT is, you know, you go to like a medical facility, you're there two to three times a week. Um, a lot of times repeating some of the same similar exercises on a, on a regular basis. Yeah. Uh, we wanted to flip that model a little bit. And uh, and we wanted to do, we're, I see my patients one time a week. Um, with, with weekly check-ins, there's a lot more contact. So I keep, I keep a smaller caseload. Everything gotcha. one-on-one. -on -one. I don't treat more than 25 patients in a week. Oh, wow. That's uh, nice. And so that allows me to, to have email check-ins, text check-ins. Um, like if someone needs me to, to progress their exercises, I'll record a video, send them to them directly. So they don't have to wait until the next, right. the next right. visit. Okay. Um, so there's a lot more touch points, even though it's not necessarily in clinic touch points. Got it. Um, and what we found is that by taking a fitness-based approach to it, so we're, we're also going to be, like as you see behind me, like we're, we're going to load you with, with some different, with kettlebells, with barbell. We want to get you active and moving. Yeah. And promote general health and general wellness on top of just treating a shoulder, treating a knee. Right. Um, and so that, that part also separates. Um, so going back like four or five years uh, ago, like towards the start of my career, 
the biggest weight we had in my clinic was 10 pounds. And I had an, I had an athlete come to me and said, I have trouble overhead squatting 350 pounds. And as I looked at him, me too, that's what I said. I, me that's, too. That's what I, meant. I was like, <laughs> so, so you're like the rest of us. Are you up? And, and so I looked over and I had a 10 pound, 10 pound dumbbell. Right. And I was like, dude, I can't treat you. Yeah. And so this, and not, not everybody needs to overhead squat. Not yeah, a, right. Very, that's a spirit. I mean, I do. Yeah, I know. But I wanted to have the opportunity to treat that population. Right. And, and just give people an environment that is welcoming to the active individual. Yeah. Um, like when they come in, they see a bike, they see a, a rower. I have a squat rack here next to me. Um, like it, it welcomes people who want to be active. Right. And it t- takes down that intimidation factor of people who are like, I don't really know what, what about it, like what's going on with a gym setting. Right. So they enter here in a one-on-one capacity if they want to like initiate some, some like basic fitness right. programming. And we can teach them how to do those things too. So it's not just injury recovery. I also do some some like proactive medicine and, and trying to get people to to work on their form, work on their technique, right? Um, and build confidence in in the person. So it sounds like a couple of things you were saying is like more touch points, like more accessibility to you beyond just like the treatment time, correct? And then also kind of really because I I don't want to say I consider myself an athlete, but like I have been to physical therapy before, and when I went. I felt like I don't belong here because, like, I'm the youngest person here by, like, 30 years. Yeah. And I was like, I don't want to come. Like, I feel like I'm going there to die. Not really, but that's kind of how I felt. And so, like, when I walked in here, I was like, okay, I can get down with this. Like, So it seems like that's kind of, it's more of a space for almost an athlete in a sense, but it's not like we're just going there and doing that little arm machine. No. Whatever. No, like er- everything that we're doing is gonna be with purpose. Like, yeah, if you're if you're spending some time on cardio, we're we're gonna really elevate the heart rate. We're yeah, and get you sweating. Yeah, like I don't want people coming in jeans and and like a flannel. Like, we're we're you're <laughs> doing your rehab, and and like this entire yeah, it right. it is physical therapy. We're going to get you moving right. a little bit. So, um, when it comes to like mobility, mm-hmm. what are like markers of like good mo? I don't know if good is the right word, but like. What's what is good mobility? So this is where the the professor and he will say the the answer is always it depends. It it and it truly depends on what what are the activities you're trying to do. Yeah. So for a baseball player, they need a, a lot more external rotation than say a hockey player does. Um, and so it's going to be activity to activity dependent. But at the same time, like we we want to have some like full full active shoulder road radiation. Yeah. Uh, if I'm trying to get somebody to squat, they need to have a certain amount of, of rotation within their hips. They need to have the ability to flex their hips up, up past past 90 degrees. Yeah. Um, and then from there, we work, we work not just on available range of motion, but the control through the motion. Because right. just because you can pull your leg up into your chest right. doesn't mean you can squat all the way down. It has to be the con- there's a thought combination between the control okay. and the available range. So it depends on the movement you're really trying to do, like what you're trying to do when it comes to like good mobility. Absolutely. And I mean, so if, like yoga is ne- not necessarily for everybody, but I do. What? Yeah, no, no I'm just kidding. It, like, so some people just don't, don't play. They don't, right. they don't, it doesn't jive yeah. with their mentality. Right. But I will try and incorporate some like yoga poses, yoga movements in there because yes. like sustained patterns of, right. of, of range. You're working on the control and the motion at the same time. Um, I've got some some great uh, great friends and, and connections around the area with, with some yoga studios that um, that I'll send some of my patients to and we'll kind of collaborate with each other. Um, and so like it's 
it's, it's pretty cool to, to be able to, to use the community um, in a positive way to, to benefit our, our, right. our athletes and our patients. So is your ideal client like, or it could be anybody, but like when you think about who you feel like you best serve, mm -hmm. who would that be? The motivated active individual who's who's just missing something that that's a, there's a there's a missing piece to get them to the full capacity where they yeah. can be okay uh whether that's mobility or strength or pain i mean when when people think pt they think pain right um, and i gotta work myself out of something and i would say probably 70 percent or so of my patients fit that category okay but then i've got people who are are training for a triathlon and want to uh just want to make sure that their body stays healthy throughout the whole plan so we're doing like recovery work mixed in with progressive like accessory work um and doing maintenance maintenance up there i've got some people who are prepping for a competition they need to to learn certain movements and so already yeah. i'm working on those specific movements um i've got some some people in the in the older adult category who i see every once in a while and we're working on their balance and um you know if they they may have fallen recently and they're they're, they're they fear falling or and so we teach them like how to get up from the ground and so we, we treat the whole spectrum. It doesn't have to be just the athlete. I'm looking, right. for, I'm looking for just the person that wants. Like a motivated person. A motivated person. Because, because, and I will say it's because of our model, because we're one time a week. Right. If you only came and, and, and did the things one time a week and you never touched the, the accessory work, never made contact with me or anything like that, yeah. it's probably not the right model for you. You're, you're probably not going to, it's a waste of money, waste of time. Right. Versus those who are going to be doing the stuff in between. My goal is ultimately to, to be a coach and to empower you to, to get yourself better. Right. And and if you do, if you kind of follow the plan, it works out really well. The the results are awesome. It's been it's been phenomenal. So are you like all ages or like what's your kind of to an extent. So um so I treat up to the age of, of 65. Okay. Um um and I, I don't work with uh like with the Medicare population. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um now, let's talk about pain for a second. Okay. So I personally have a bad tendency just to like push myself regardless of like whatever pain. Mm -hmm. So when you're like teaching people like when to stop, like this is good pain versus like, or I don't know if it's good pain, but like what is the line? Yeah. And so pain is, to me, it's a fun topic. I guess this, 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 this is the world that I, that I, I, I love. So I, I don't look at, it, at pain as like, a, a necessarily a site of, of a lesion or something okay. like that. Like, yeah, pain to me does not equal damage. Yeah, pain is a, a warning sign. Okay. Um, and so I use the analogy of like a, an alarm system on a house. So we use your yeah. to put it in your world. Let's go. Do this. All right. So quick, if if the the alarm system is is really like the the settings are turned turned low. Yeah, a, a car can can come up and, and park in your driveway and nothing's going to go off. Yeah. But if it, that dial's turned way up, a leaf could blow across it. And it, it lights up the signal. Yeah. And so when we have something happen to our body, it dials up that that signal. And so it doesn't take as much for us to to feel a response. Right. Um. And so I'm gonna go back with the it depends answer. There's a lot of variability. Right. So with with people who have just had an had an injury that's really just an acute flare of pain, I'm gonna be a little bit more uh more like cautious on on for how much I want to push you. Yeah. Uh, and there's some different parameters of of what I look at, but. As a general rule of thumb, like the, that first week or so, I'm gonna we're gonna make sure we put that fire out and calm things down, and then from there, I'm okay to work through a little bit. I kind of use a yeah. like a like if, if we're using that traditional like zero to ten scale, yeah, I'll probably say three to four out of ten. I'm okay with as long as it goes away within 24 hours. Yeah, 
if you're pushing like five, six, seven, uh, we probably need to dial the dose down a little bit. Back it up. Yeah. Um. Okay. Yeah, because I have like um. Not that this is about me, but my I have okay. I had a ski accident like when I was eighteen. Okay, in my left knee. Mm-hmm. Bad bone bruise. Bad, bad. And I don't think actually it's ever recovered. And I still will be like, like I ran a half marathon, the novice half marathon a couple weeks ago. And I think my body is like, what are you actually doing to yourself? And I'm like, no, I have to keep running. So it's like, can you help people through that? Absolutely. That mental like, Wah. Absolutely. And like, I would say, you know, probably 40% of our job is the physical, 60% yeah. of our job is the psychological. Uh, yeah, it, yeah, there's so much, especially something that happened, you know, years yeah. ago. The brain kind of remembers, right. but the brain can be reprogrammed and kind of re- and and change over time. It's a, that's a process, but yeah, um, yeah, but but it can be done. Like the 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 body is such a, a wonderful thing, powerful thing, and yeah, it, and it starts there in the brain. Um. Okay. So, what are what's your thoughts on like how much people should be stretching? It depends. No, I'm not going to say it depends on this one. <laughs> um, like the the traditional static stretching where you're just like leaning yeah. forward, holding uh, like holding your hamstrings. I don't promote that a whole lot. Okay. Um, I, I promote just overall movement. I want people using their full range of motion. Yeah, okay. And if you're using it, if you're if you're squatting fully, if you're you know hanging from a bar, you're just using your body. Yeah. The 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 stretching kind of takes care of itself. Got it. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, motion is lotion. We got to keep it moving. He's here with the quotes today. That's right. Um. Okay. What are like mobility hacks people should know about, or is that even a thing? I'm just curious. Again, asking. For my personal, I'm gonna give one mobility hack here. Yeah. So, if you contract again, so we'll, we'll take the stretching we just talked about a yeah. little bit. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna do a crossbody stretch here. Yeah. So if we, so right now I can reach my arm, just kind of in my elbows right in front of my nose. If I pull into that stretch, I get get a little little pressure, and then I resist that pressure, so I'm pushing my arm back out into my hand and hold that for a few seconds, and then relax through. I can go a little bit further. So you're saying push and yep, push out into your hand. Yeah. Okay. And then relax that push and then just sink into the stretch a little bit further. And it 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 tricks the nervous system to be like, oh, I can let go. And and it, oh, we did see we didn't lengthen you anymore, but yeah. but we relaxed that nervous system a little bit to allow you to use more range. And you do that over time, and then you after that you follow it up with further exercise. And just after that one rep, I can go a few inches past yeah past my arm. Now again, I didn't change my my range of motion. Like so, tomorrow I'll probably wake up; it'll be yeah. similar. Right. But if you do that over and over, you can actually move the needle and make it a little bit better. Okay. Is it true that you should be able to get off the floor without using your hand? Like, if so, I'm failing. <laughs> yes, I feel better about myself because every time I go to yoga, shout out to Amy. She's like, get up without uh, helping yourself with your hands, and every time I'm like, hold on. I gotta use my hand. I think in a perfect world, like we we should be able to have that body control. Yeah. But there's so many factors at, at play that no, I, I mean everybody's at, coming at it from a different starting point. Yeah. And if you have that as a goal, I think any any progress towards that goal is going to be a sign of improved fitness and improved overall well being. Yeah. But as far as like you're you're failing at life if you can't do it, like no. As long as you can get from point A to point B, and we make that a little bit easier over time. You're moving the right direction. Uh, I, several things that you like keep going to is 
like what's your intention like having clear even even like you just said if that's a goal of yours like that's great so i think that's cool like you're very goal oriented like what are we trying to do and then what's our path to get there absolutely yeah day one when you come into to a visit like it's not just i'm gonna give you an example like yeah people don't come in just for knee pain yeah they come in because of what that knee pain represents to them not being able to get off the floor not being able to run the half marathon like there's always a deeper why yeah and so it's finding that why that's the that's going to be what we're we're seeking on day one once we do that then we uncover the what like right what is causing that to hurt right and then then we just peel back layer by layer and so if you've already told me that your why now i i've got a whole plan of what where 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 are you going yet um like reading a lot of leadership books and things like that would say like begin with the end in mind same thing happens in yeah you need to you need to have your finish point you know where your starting point is and then we fill the gas nice so if someone came to you and they were like uh i just didn't want you to help me up level you could kind of help figure out like okay what exactly does that mean yeah okay exactly love it love it i might be calling you later taylor perfect you know where to find <laughs> us now i know okay um is there anything else about like onward that you want people to know because I, I talked about i was ta- i wanted to ask about pain we talked about that oh um what's the balance between working out and mobility work but it almost sounds like talking with you they could be one and the same one of the same so I'll, i if i'm going to do just pure mobility work for somebody i'm yeah. going to do that more on the front end okay. use it as a as a warm get the body's like temperature elevated get the get the tissue ready to go per, to perform whatever activity they're about to do yeah um and then we're going to use the, the strength training the fitness portion got it into that new range to kind of where it reinfor- reinforces where that new range is okay. and so then it's kind of just stacking one block on top of the other. Got it. So, and they are like interdependent then I guess it sounds like. Like you need the, okay. Absolutely. Um, five years from now, mm-hmm. Onward Knox will be... Onward Knox will be in this same location. I have a five-year lease. So... <laughs> <laughs> How convenient. We're, we're, we will be in this same lo- same location. Uh, so currently it's it's myself and, and a massage therapist and I am uh, in September I'll be adding a, a pelvic floor therapist okay um, who again will be taking the same fitness forward approach working with both male and female uh, no. clients um, uh, doing a lot of mo- more on like the postpartum side of yeah. females yeah I'm um, getting them back to to working out because that's a whole category of well, other right therapy that yeah uh, we could we could have a whole separate podcast yeah. on that alone. We need to call my sister. She knows a lot about this. So oh, good. Anyways, yeah. Uh, so we so we're gonna expand the team to three by September, and then my my goal is to add one more uh, one more clinician here. So yeah. I do do more of the orthopedic, musculoskeletal, sports sports related PT, yeah. um, and so that would round out this site here in uh, like in the downtown location. Yeah. In, in a couple of years, I, I do plan on on branching out west and having a second location out west. Um, location to be determined, um, but. Um, but the, but the beginning of my career was out that way, so I know a lot of, of like more of the community involvement yeah. on that side of things, um, and so I feel like that would be a um, kind of almost like a welcome back onto the to the west western part. What sorry? Yeah. Uh, and so yeah, I, I want to ultimately have two locations in Knoxville and uh, and just continue just to support the community. We try to do a lot of community events and and just be in the public eye. Um, you said you just did the the half marathon yeah. recently. Yeah. So on Saturdays from I think it was January through April, early April. Yeah. They had a Saturday training run. Yeah. Um, 
and myself, my massage therapist, and my students, we were all all kind of rotating times, and we were being there to to provide just just free complimentary services. Right. We wanted to get our name out there and just like let them know that we're we're there to to serve that this population, right. but two, just like people needed to do, need to help other people. Right. So shifting gears a little bit, like what brought you to Knoxville in general? What brought me to Knoxville? So sports, honestly, it was um, I, I finished my my baseball career down in in the Chattanooga area uh, in 2012. Then I went to grad school in Memphis. Yeah. So I'd already done the the San Diego thing, been been in a bigger city, uh, did Memphis. Didn't really care for Memphis, but I loved the South, the people. The- I taught in Memphis my first two years. Yeah. And so I hear what you're saying. Yes and yes. Yeah. And so like I knew I wanted to be in the in the South in general. Yeah. Um, I love college sports. And in, in, as a as a general rule, SEC, I was like, oh, you guys are pretty passionate about this stuff. Like, it's kind of hardcore. I like this. And so I wanted a city that was kind of mid-size and uh, where, that had college sports. And then I was like, well, Knoxville really is that. A lot, yes. a lot of the SEC schools live in, are in these, like, really rural towns. And then Knoxville's like, oh, there's actually some stuff to do. I'm drivable to, to Nashville, drivable to Atlanta. Right. So I can go to cons. I was like, go to bigger right. events. So, I mean, like, there's plenty of things to do right. in a short, in a day. Yeah. And so like that it was just that central hub. I love it. That is awesome. So what has it been like starting a business in the Knoxville area? Like what advice do you have for people that are thinking like maybe they want to have a business here or like what would you say to those people? Yeah. Um, one, I gotta say, like, I've been so thankful to the community of Knoxville for the support. Like like I said, like I, I was out in, in the West Knoxville area uh for six years before I opened this place and when I came out to this this location, I didn't have any connections, didn't really know anybody, and so it was like it was starting starting fresh. So it was as if somebody was moving into the area yeah. with it, and just like other small business owners, that it's it's a people helping people situation. Um, like I don't do any um, marketing on like Google yeah. or or anything like that. It's all word of mouth and social media based. Yeah, and um, and they, we've, I mean, we're ready to to hire. And we I, killed it within the within the first year. We really have. It's been so good, and and uh, you know, I'm I'm always kind of waiting for that that lull to happen of like, oh, we're not getting any patients or something like that. Yeah. And so far, it hasn't happened. The community has been very supportive, and it's been a nice steady steady growth period, and it's been awesome. Um, and so, just getting out there. I mean, there's there's some different community groups, um, some some like business networking uh, groups that meet throughout the week um, that I've kind of been connected with in and out, but I'm not a part of one. Um, there's like the, the Knoxville entrepreneurial groups. Uh, there's the new to Knox groups. I mean, it's just all these people like there's way Knox little connect. Yeah. yeah. There's so many ways to connect and, and so the people are just really friendly. And so like, they're, 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 it's not hard to, to make a connection. And if they're not, it's behind your back. It seems, okay. it, I would say it <laughs> seems way more genuine than when I was out on the West coast. Ah, really? Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. I mean, I guess I'm, I don't know. Well, I don't know. Like I've been briefly to california but not like you know so that's interesting yeah that makes me glad because we have so many people moving here mm-hmm. and i'm always worried like i know but it's on my better tonight i know but they're all cool <laughs> like so oh my every client that i've had from california is like the coolest person ever. Yeah. um anyways okay so what's your biggest lesson learned when it comes to starting a business oh it would probably have to come into the like back in the construction days uh <laughs> Making sure that all your your T's are crossed and I's are dotted when it comes to the permitting side of things is we had some delays uh, yeah. and and some of it was was within my control and some of it wasn't. 
Um, but just learning patience, um, that the process does take a little bit of time and, and then making sure that you're continuously communicating on, you know, are we good on this, like on this line, on this line? Yeah. Uh, and that, that was just, I, I wish I kind of would have been a little bit more proactive on my communication side of yeah. the Okay. Yeah, but it's, not, it's like you don't know what you don't know, like probably in a sense. Like you didn't, you know what I'm saying? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Like, I mean, I read a couple like, you know, how to start a business for dummies books type of thing. And then I had my, my consulting team that with, with Onward and our, for our other locations, like they, yeah. they were super awesome. They, they provided yeah. a lot of, um, a lot of just foundational information for me. Yeah. Uh, that I would have been really lost. Um, but, but still like it was, it's, it's a new endeavor. Right. Like I had managed a clinic. But I'd never owned a business. It, those are two very different things. Yeah. How was that? Do you feel like you've now transitioned as like an owner to versus managing, or like what is that? Because that for me is a personal challenge. Like growing in my business, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so much more. Like you can't be in it as much. Right. So I'm just curious about like, do you feel like you you've been able to kind of pull out of the weeds and be like more over, or is that still a learning process? I'm still in the weeds right now. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just full transparency. I, yeah. I am, and it, and it's not like I'm overwhelmed by any means. Yeah. It's just I am the the sole clinician. You are the guy. I'm the clinician. Right. The janitorial crew. The <laughs> marketing first. Like right. so. Every so. so it, no, I, am, I am wearing all the hats. So that is it's time management organization yeah. is like that. But when I start getting a, a larger staff, right. I'll start to delegate a little bit more of that, yeah. and um, and it'll come in time. Nice. Yeah. I keep telling myself that too. It'll come and I feel like our personalities are very similar. And, and yeah, I don't, I don't know that it's ever going to go away. I know. My, I... my wife tells me it's never going to go away. Well, I have a friend. She's like, your systems, Haley, your systems and procedures. I'm, I'm like, <laughs> the system is I can do it faster. Like, which is horrible, which is horrible. That's a horrible way to like, anyways, whatever. Um. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about Knoxville. Mm -hmm. Tell me like your three favorite places to eat. In Knoxville. Okay. No pressure. All right. So am, am I calling these places out? Like, yeah, you can say. Okay. So um, my my favorite just casual meal slash beer is a bridge brewery. They're pot. The new one or the or beer and hill? The world headquarters or beer and hill? I've only been to the world headquarters once. And so I'm going to I'm gonna go off of what I really, uh, I truly know okay. that it was uh, on the beard and hill. Yes. Um, I love their, their sours are delicious. Uh they're pot roast nachos to die for. And so... I'm not trying that. Oh my gosh, you're busy now. It, it is literally the best plate on, in Noxo. Really? So tasty. When I first read it, I was like, oh, that's kind of so gross. No. Yeah. So good. Did they put potatoes on it? Mm, I don't think so. So it's like the roast. It's just like purely the roast. It's like okay. with the jalapenos and the cheese and all. It's just so good. Yeah. Because in my mind, it's like pot roast with like carrots and potatoes. But it sounds like it's like the meat. Yeah. Okay, so bridge. I, I that's a, that's a good call on that. Yep, um, taco shop. Uh, so again, from California, I'm very yeah. picky on my taco shop. So a lot of the Tex-Mex places, not I'll, I'll eat there, but I I'll eat there. But but it is it, it it was not until I moved to Tennessee so that I found out they put white cheese on everything and call it Mexican food. Oh, that's not yeah. a thing out out west. So yeah, and then when you go and ask for it, they're like, wait, what? Why ain't right. <laughs> So, so right, right over here at the like start of, of Cumberland on the Strip, uh, Victor's Taco Shop. It is a hole in the wall. It is so good. 
Never heard of it. Yeah, you're, you're going to have to go. other after this. Okay. So good. Victor's Taco Shop. Yep. Um, and the, you have a taco recommendation or just like whatever? California burrito is really my thing. Like, yeah. I've, I've had their tacos. I've had their rolled tacos a couple of times. Also good. But, I mean, it, it is one A rolled taco? What is that? Like, like a, a taquito? Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, okay. you have a meat and then it's just like rolled, rolled tortilla. Got it. Okay. Um, and then one other place I would say... Honestly, the then if you haven't been to the, the new Yeehaw uh, Brewing, oh my gosh, I love it. like the hot chicken. Now I will say, like, I so I used to, I used to play kickball with some of the the like managers and people that, that run it, and they played a trick on me, and I ordered the like one spice, and they gave me the eighth spice. Not they're great people, like they won't judge the regular customer, but man, my nose was sweating. That yo, those, those are way hotter, and I'm not I don't do well with spice, and they knew that, and they got me. I think even the mild is hot. I'm like, I need to get the. I don't know what what I need the below the mile, but it's good. Though. Yeah, and that's a great place to you know watch a game. Yeah, like they've been like streaming the Tennessee basketball games. Uh, they just started doing yoga on Saturdays there in the little grassy area. Yeah, it they it, it's it's really cool. They they're doing some of the cool so stuff. Good stuff. Yeah, I love I love that they're here. I love the location. I just think it's awesome for like North Knox for that area. I do too. Love it. I do too. Parking can be a little tricky, but if you're willing to walk, yeah. you know, more than 200 feet, you're, you'll find a spot. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Three favorite things to do in the Knoxville area. Well, if I said balls, football, balls. Go to Yeehaw, go eat tacos. <laughs> so like ten- Tennessee sports yeah. in all, all capacities is, yeah. is so much fun. Um, and so, depending on the season, I'll say I'll say I'll lump Tennessee sports into one category. Okay, got it. I like uh, this se- season. If you were gonna pick out of like baseball, basketball, football, I'm assuming baseball because you played baseball or no? I did play baseball through college, but I, I mean, you can't replicate the environment of Neyland Stadium. And so, say it again for the people in the back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All you Californians coming out this way. <laughs> There's nothing like the the orange and white on games, and and I was I will say I was one of the people that judges like oh USC football is like reigning supreme, no, it's so much different, and yeah, it's it's a experience unlike any other. Uh, but I, I loved what Coach Patello has done uh, with the baseball team. And what shirts pink on the cheetah jacket? Is that like a thing in baseball? I every like, team, why is he? Every, why does he have that? Every, like, every team, every team has something, and and so like. You know, t- that's that's what Tennessee's rolling with, and I'm not gonna judge because every team does does a little something. I mean, it seems a little loud, but also I'm not like it. I- it is, but it got you talking about it. It got you talking about Tennessee baseball. Right. It's working. He's right. Yeah, that's right. Okay, so sports. What else? Um, music. Uh, I've been super impressed with uh, like what the Mill and Mine just as one band yeah, yeah, has, yeah. Been, has been doing. They've been bringing in a lot of good bands. Uh, some of like the alt rock, some of the hard rock side yeah. things like. The music scene's done a really good job. I'd say in the last like four or five years, they've yeah. really taken off. And and then I love the like the community sports aspect. So I play like slow pitch softball, I play kickball, I've done sand volleyball and, and like indoor volleyball. So like the community aspect of, of like the sporting world, you can get really plugged in. So when I first moved here, the only people yeah. I knew were other PTs from my class. Uh, okay, okay. Yeah, so and, yeah, you were it was kinda like a small Correct. Yeah. And so like I wanted to branch out, meet meet some new people. And so I joined a kickball league. I ended up meeting friends of my kickball people. Yeah. And so it was like my, it was the same circle, just kind of expanded a little yeah, bit. Cool. Uh, but it was just a great, great experience. And, and just, I'm sure other cities have it too, but it was just very, very welcoming. I didn't feel intimidated just joining some random group. I like it. 
Okay, last question. What's the most underrated thing about Knoxville? Ooh, underrated. Besides Victor's tacos. I can't stop thinking about it. Okay, I honestly like Victor's tacos. But no, uh, <laughs> uh, underrated. Probably just how close you are to the mountains to get to, get to a good hike. I mean, you can be like 30 minutes, you can get at a, at a pretty solid hike, you know, 45 minutes to an hour drive. You're like you're you're way you're up there, and and yeah. you're like you're you're pushing like the borders of the uh, Appalachian Trail. Yeah, and like you really can't replicate that. Like it's it's pretty solid. Love it. Okay. Um, anything we missed about onward about Knoxville about your life story that you care to share here with us today? No, I mean I, I would say. Uh, the one thing that, that we didn't touch on is yeah. is that there's also something that is a little bit different from from our PT side of things and, and onward is um, is on the payment side of things. Um, so we yeah. we don't work directly with insurance. Okay. Uh, so we're an out of network clinic. Yeah. If people want to utilize their insurance, we can do we can provide super bills and we can yeah. do like the the backdoor kind of back. Thing. It's yeah 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 yeah. Um, but what we found was that it was just one of those things where we didn't want a third party telling us how long we can treat somebody right. for what we can treat somebody. Right. And, and so we wanted to kind of take back the control and actually like see the person and make sure that, that we're able to help delineate what their care should actually be versus somebody who's sitting behind a computer. Right. No, I like that's, I think that's awesome. Um, yeah, I love that. Um, I, I also think sometimes, um, like self-care in general like i i understand the need for health insurance a hundred percent but i also think sometimes that can be a hurdle that demotivates people to take action sure um and like even in my own personal health journey just like if i need help like i'm gonna figure out how to you know what i mean so i just think that that's um like i understand i get no i get it all but i also think that's also kind of speaks to the motivation of like wanting to be well and it's like an active process it yeah absolutely and and i will say there is like a uh, a stigma on going out of network wrap that it's you know more expensive right. and whatnot but if just as an example if we're doing you know one visit a week here versus three visits a week at a two i'll say two to three visits a week yeah. at insurance-based clinic if you haven't met your deductible you're still getting charged at a pretty good clip right and so right you're missing work three two to three times a week versus missing work once right uh you're getting charged two to three times versus getting charged once and so yeah. like the the finances actually work out favorably like mathematically yeah but it just doesn't it doesn't it, it doesn't always you don't profit see it that way correct right because like maybe you have a, like you know a 40 right. 45 dollar copay but then eight weeks later you get a bill on the back end right. you're just like oh i didn't know that was coming yeah and so like so essentially, don't mar- don't mark it out just because of that reason, like Correct. research kind of thing. Yeah, absolutely. Like, at, at, be be willing to ask the questions, and if the there there are several several quality um, like cash based providers in in town, and yeah. I, they provide a good product, and and it's um, you know yes, I want to promote like onward Knoxville, but like just promoting this this side of medicine as yeah. general. Like, right? There's there's a lot of a lot of great people out there, and and it's it's. I will say it's a growing field, but it still hasn't reached the right. general population. Yeah, yeah. Um, so if somebody wants to work with you, if they want to connect with you, where do they find you? What's their What's the best route to do so? Yeah, so um, my my business line goes directly to my to my cell. So uh, that number is eight six five five nine zero six six five nine. I almost forgot the number. Uh, so eight six five five nine zero six six five nine. You can go to onwardnoxville dot com. Uh, you can send me an email, Taylor at onwardnoxville dot com. Uh, and then we're we're pretty active on social media, um, so Instagram and Facebook at Onward Knox. 
So how far out does someone need to reach out to like get booked? Are you totally booked? Like, what does that look like? I, I, I am at, at probably 80% capacity at this time. Um, and so I, I am actively taking new clients. Um, I, I very seldom will see anybody the same day um, if, if when, they, when they call. Uh, but I can usually find a spot within the next two days, one to two days. Yeah. Um, and then, but if, if, and I will always, well, I always, I will always recommend a just introductory phone call. Like, yeah. let's, let's make sure that we're the right fit. The right fit. Right. Like, make sure I, I, cause there are certain things I specialize in and certain things that I feel more comfortable, like using the network of PTs around me. Yeah. Um, to, to treat. And I'm, I'm fully comfortable, like, making the recommendation. Like, you know, I, I would love to treat you, but, Right. This this person over here does a little bit better. At, yeah. As per, in this capacity, and so let's let's go that route. Like ultimately, I want what's best for the patient. Right. Not just done just for the business. Right. So get on a phone, make the call, and then he can kind of assess whether or not you might be the right fit. So awesome. Thank you so much, Fiddler. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. We're gonna go offline and talk about Love is Blind now. So much trouble. Oh Anyways, well, thank you so much, Fiddler. Appreciate it, and see you guys next time. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to today's Big Orange Business. Go share this with someone who will love it just as much as you did. And as always, show some love to our guests. Until next time, I'm Haley Jones, and I will talk to you on the next Big Orange Business.